Hello everybody, welcome to the show. Today I'm going to be talking to Rachel Chadwick-Taylor about life, loss, love and anything else I can think of that starts with L. My name's Chris Sutton and this is Mental Conversations. I'm sure I can be so Take a good look, no notice, don't be Hello, Rachel Chadwick Taylor. Hello, Chris Sutton. <laughs> um, thank you for coming into the studio. Um, I've said in a little intro there that we're going to talk about lots of things beginning with L love, life, loss. Any Laugh, others? Laughter. Laughter. We can have a bit of laughter. Um, so we know each other through, we met through work. Yeah. Um, and. We've talked quite a lot. We've been out for coffee uh, just because we kind of hit it off on a working sense, I'd well, say. just because I'm exceedingly funny and I just thought you could maybe learn. Yeah, no, that's right. I literally see you as a bit of a mentor. <laughs> well. and, and then uh, and then we realised that there were some quite sim- similarities between us around anxiety yeah. and, and yeah. stuff and also a passion around mental health. Huge passion, yeah. Um, so really I wanted to explore with you like where that comes from within you, like where that... So your personal experience, so I wondered if we could talk about, to begin with, your story, if you like, and then um, your recovery, if that's the word. Yeah. I always use the word recovery in terms of you're never actually going to get there, but it's like working towards something. Yeah, and I, it took me a long time because I'm one of those people where I think something has to be fixed, it has to be solved straight away, and why can't I get better, why aren't I? Okay. Yeah, yeah. But I know that it's just a continuous, and it's probably going to be like this forever. Well, you so, say that. You say you know that. A lot of people me, don't. No, but it took me a long time to get there. Yes. Yeah. So where? So start at the beginning. It's a very good place to start. Yeah. Thanks. Um, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think the main thing with me, and I didn't think it was an issue for me, was bereavement. Right. So um, I lost my mum to breast cancer when I was nearly seven mm-hmm. um, and my family is a lot older than me my dad was 50 when I was born wow okay yeah the cat the bounder that was Harry yeah, yeah. Um, I lost um, a brother when he was born when I was three mm-hmm. um, so I lost my mum when I was seven and I lost like grandma's granddad some before I was born some when I was little um, an uncle um, and I lost my dad when I was 33 right um, and but I thought I've always been really resilient. I'm really like I'm really good at being able to handle things, get on with things, and I thought I was amazing at this. Um, but it kind of turned out. I think I had quite a few big changes as well. So I got married um, when I was 35, mm-hmm. um, and I did all of that myself, organised it. And obviously, it's quite hard without having your parents there. Yeah. It's a big moment in your life. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but as well, I changed career, um, you know, and that was three years ago when I was... Uh, I was going to say, how old... I was probably about 22 or something, yeah. yeah. I was like 38. 38. 37. 37. The reason I ask, I know it's, it's rude to ask a lady her age, but you <laughs> you were referring to those things, yeah. I say lady in a loose term. That's another L. <laughs> L, yeah. Um, um, but um, the um, people that are listening won't know how old you are. So no. in theory, you could be talking well, about 40 probably, years ago. Well, this is it. But, you like, know, I, my youthful good looks. Yes, yeah, absolutely. We'll put a picture out there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> would you? Thanks. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. I mean, that, just you saying, you just saying that, I mean, that is a hell of a lot 
to deal with and to go through. Yeah. Well, yeah, and I'm... So I'm one of these people where I've always gone, there's always somebody out there that has it so much worse than I do. Mm. And um, and I just, I've always thought that. I've never been... And growing up, um, I had counselling when I was 20. And right. it was just the five sessions through my GP. Um, at the time, it was because I was being really badly bullied at work. Um, I worked for a company that... Um, I was there's only three women that worked in our building in about of about fifteen twenty guys. Right. Okay. Um, and um, because I was twenty, the other two women were in their fifties. You know, it was kind of a lot of you know there's a lot of bullying. Yeah. So I kind of got quite bad, and it really affected me and knocked my confidence. So I kind of went to counselling, and it was at that she was kind of like, well, you know, your your mum's dead. So how do you feel about that? And I was like, well, it's not great. Thanks though. Yeah. Um. And at the time you're thinking, well, that's, that's 13 that's, years ago. Well, this is it. And I just kind of was like, well, I've not, it's not really come into this and things like that. And I lost my father-in-law in January this year. Um, right. And so I'd not, hand, I'd, I thought I'd handled my, my father's death really well. Um, I, I went, can you handle things really well? But I thought my husband and like some of my best friends had said, we're really, you know, we're really proud of how you've handled it. You've just been so strong the whole time. Mm. And I think I just kind of got on with things as opposed to actually dealing with the situation. And it's only when my father-in-law died and I was there for when it happened, it kind of really, it kind of brought a lot of feelings back and memories. Um, And, you know, I want to be there for, like, my husband and his family because I know what it's like because I've been there and it's horrific. Um, And I'm supporting them. And I'm always... I've started bereavement counselling um, this last month. Okay. And it's kind of, I've finally figured that that's probably the root of where all my anxiety and things began. Um, because you always kind of revert back, don't you, to like a, your first kind of trauma or first yeah. thing that happened. Yeah, yeah. So I've never really thought about that. Um, but my bereavement counsellor is absolutely amazing. And so my first session, you know, cried like a baby for 50 minutes. Mm-hmm. Second session, I cried like a baby for probably about 40 minutes. Um, and she said something at my second session that kind of just really clicked with me. And um, so I'd sort of talked about like my mum and things like that. And so um, when things were happening with my mum and she was on, she passed away, um, her sister, my auntie, had said to my dad, whilst I was kind of around, um, you know, it's your, it's your fault and her fault because she didn't look after her properly. Ooh, now, right. my mum died of breast cancer. There was nothing. It was too... It got to the point, by the time we found it, it was too far for them to do anything. Okay. And um, and I'd always just kind of thought, it's not really a nice thing to say, really. Um, but I didn't really take on the effect that that had on me, uh, especially at such a young age. And, you know, growing up, I'd be like, you know, why does Annie Grace want to come and see us anymore? And then I'd think, oh, well, she thinks it's our fault. And so my counsellor had said, you know, do you think that you, you know, you, because I sort of said, I'm a people pleaser, or do, like, if anybody wants anything, I will go, oh, I can help, or... Yeah, I know, that. I know that about you. Yeah. yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Um, but, so I people please, um, I, if I do anything wrong, like, I am my own worst critic, mm-hmm. um, I will make fun of myself, I'll put myself down, yeah. I'm really, like, self-critical, and especially if something goes wrong, I kind of really beat myself up about it, and I hate that and even if something goes wrong and it's not even my fault I will take the blame for it yeah 
Um, and she'd said, do you think that all of that stems from this? And it had never really kind of, nobody's ever said that before and I'd never gone into that. And I was just kind of, you know, when things like ping, when you, I was like, oh my God. When you find, when you find a good, a good counsellor or, you know, a, a good psychotherapist, whatever it is. So for me, I, like, I went to a psychotherapist and similar thing happened. She started saying things which weren't... Well, it's exactly like you just said. They were questions. Yeah. You know, they, they don't, like, give you the answer. No, no. They give you a question and you go... It's the old counsellor, uh, yeah, ooh. coaching. Oh, hang on. Oh, yeah, 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 absolutely. But um, thank you for sharing all that. I mean, there's so much, there's so much stuff there that you like... But I've never... And I've never... Um, I've never considered myself hard done by yeah. for that. Because, I, like I said, there's people out there that are worse... But she's kind of made me realise that those are some really bad things to happen in your life. Yeah, they're really and challenging. And there's other things as well, you know, I nearly lost my dad when I was, like, 13. Mm-hmm. Um, he, because I was brought up in a pub, um, to cope with my mum and things, he, you know, sort of hit the drink like a large kid off a diving board. Right. Um, and so I'd look after him if he was, like, drunk and things. And, you know, my dad was an amazing man and I loved him, but that was his way of coping. Yeah, yeah, And I knew yeah. that, and I didn't hate him for it. Um, or anything like that or I didn't you know it was kind of slightly annoying um, so I've never really recognised the things that have happened to me there's a lot of kind of the, it feels like there's a lot of adult things you've had to deal with as a child yeah like and that I know and god I sound like a counsellor I don't mean to I'm not I'm in no way no, in no way am I a counsellor well, why have I a... been paying you that much <laughs> that's just a direct debit it's just a standing order between me and you um, no but for me, there is so much to deal with there. But, you know, I say that now, thinking about it through the lens of a, full, of a mm. you know, a almost fully grown man. Like, um, <laughs> certainly age-wise. Um, but yet, you know, I'm able to... Pro- I would be able to process things in a very different way, I think, to a, to a teenager or to, like, a seven-year-old. Or, so it's, that's quite hard, isn't it? Because a lot of your... You know the thing that I'm just going to say because the thing that I can't get out of my head is that there's like a um, a recording. You record everything when you're growing up. You record everything subconsciously or unconsciously, and then your belief system stems from those things that you listen to and you hear, even if it's self-talk. Yeah. And you then, for some reason or for whatever reason, you feel they're the truth and their reality, and that's. Yeah. And, that, and it, so you then refer, you keep referring back to this. And I'm not, suge- I'm not talking about you individually with your situation. I don't want to be that personal. No. But say for me, I'm looking back at a pile of shite because yeah. I'm because actually that isn't true. It didn't actually happen like that. It's my memory of it. Yeah. And yet I base a lot of my current present day decisions on belief systems that I set, which weren't at, which are based on nonsense. Yeah, yeah. And when when I realise that. It makes me feel a lot better. Yeah. <laughs> that I'm like, yeah. oh, so so what I'm thinking now isn't necessarily right either. So actually, it's just a whole kind of maelstrom of you know a tornado of crap flying around. Yeah. And I'm I I and I think a lot of people with mental health um, needs grab onto the negative because for some reason I've heard counsellors say this because that's your comfort zone. It, yeah. <laughs> doesn't make any sense to, well, does no, it? it Why would you have that as your comfort zone? But as well, it kind of makes you think, oh, but it's okay because I'm, I think like that because of that. And, and you do, you just grab onto it and believe yeah. it. And I do try to think of the positives. You know, everything that's happened has made me really empathetic, really yeah. sympathetic, yeah, yeah. really resilient. It's made me 
um, really resourceful, so I'm really good at, you know, because I've had to kind of grow up. But So he's made some really positive things, but obviously the negatives are my mental health. But I'm trying not to think of that as a negative yeah. because I kind of, I'm trying to now use it as a positive because, I mean, I hit a dip um, moving career and things. It was a lot, a lot of things happened mm. and there was a lot of things and there was a little trigger. Um, I won't say what it was because it's not, um, but there was a tiny trigger and I just dipped about two years ago and I hit a massive all-time low and, yeah, didn't want to kind of didn't look after myself properly, um, put on... Like wait, it's it's the gym and yeah. It's interesting though because like, um, you know this this conversation has come at a good time. I say in inverted commas because I'm struggling a bit with my ment- with my own mental health at the minute. I know we've spoken about yeah, this yeah, like yeah. Off, you know uh, without recording it, but in lots of ways I'm a, I'm in a happier place than I've been for a long time. But there's something going on in terms of my ability to deal with stress that's really kind of not right at the minute for some for whatever reason and it can and I can I can flip very easily either way I mean like on an hour to hour basis you've just walked into the studio this morning I was checking yeah. emails and I've gone oh, I was off yesterday and yeah. blah, 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 blah. Yeah. you know there's there's 50 emails there and and I'm like there's not there's not even something specific in there that I'm really worried about it's just like uh, what what is it? Yeah. and and yet then we've started having this conversation and I felt my posture rise. I'm like, I'm in the moment. I'm looking straight. We're looking into each other's eyes lovingly, obviously, but like we, you know, and and it's, there's something, okay, that, that kind of passion is back. I'm like, Oh yeah. Okay. I I like talking about this. So I'm happy. All of a sudden there's this more. Yeah. So it's very delicate, isn't it? This is it. And I think like we were saying, I know that there's always going to be dips. Mm. Um, but, so I, through IAPT, I did a stress control course. Okay. Um, I have um, been to counselling through help. Um, I have been on medication. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't want to go to medication, so I tried not to for ages. And then I was like, and it, it just, like, I was at a low. Yeah. Um, and so a lot of people, I'm always really kind of happy and bubbly, but I was just not in a good place. Like, you know, it's the bad thing thoughts, yeah. you know, suicidal thoughts, everything. Um, which people are quite shocked by. Um, so I've done all of that. I did the medication until I got myself up to a level where I was like, right now, I want to be able to learn. I want to be able to talk about things and find out what, the, what you know, what the underlying things are. But as well, the IAPT course really helped me because it's helped me now know when I'm going to hit a dip. It's helped right, me like, okay. see what, what my triggers are. What's IAPT for people that don't know? Um, is it, it, so it's the um, improving access to psychological therapies. You can find it on the uh, internet. Okay. Um, but yeah, so there's the world wide web. Worldwide web. Okay. That that internet. <laughs> um, and so yeah, I spoke to my doctor, and they said, "Oh, try this." So I found I. Um, it's quite a long thing that you do on the internet, and to start with, because I wasn't mentally in the right place, it took me about three times to be able to fill it in. Really, this because is the I am thing. Yeah, just because it's not yeah. helpful, is it? Well, it's not helpful, <laughs> but it's only because mentally I was just not in the place where I could concentrate for longer than like five minutes. Yeah, no, I, I yeah, I get it. I completely yeah. get it. Yeah. Um, so I did that. They phoned me. I had a really good conversation with this really lovely woman, and um, she said, "Like these are some of the options." Um, so I said, well, I'll try the stress control course. But she said, once that's finished, 
you can if you know you can try other things if you still feel like you need that help mm-hmm. so i did so i've tried you know bereavement counseling because i think that is kind of one of the underlying things yeah um and then going on i'll try something else like i said i've tried other things before and i, I it's just trying to find that thing that's right for you do you fits. think do you think um one of the things i always wonder about this i don't think there's a right or wrong answer but is I I think I became I I became fixated on the the cause of you know what was the where did it stem mm. from where does my you know mental health where you know where does my poor mental health come from and that kind of if I could go back to the source I'd be able to that would make me feel better yeah and then there's but there's kind of two appro- I mean there's multiple approaches but like. You know, the other approach is more kind of, if you think at like CBT, cognitive behavioural therapy, is much more dealing about, well, let's talk about what your thoughts are now, thoughts, feelings and behaviours, and see if you can change those. And that that doesn't necessarily deal, I I hope I'm not butchering this, but that doesn't necessarily deal with like the cause as much. So I've had, so my my, um, recovery, if you like, or my, you know, working towards recovery has always been in tandem actually of those two things. And mine was, but I think I wanted to get to, with me, I just wanted to get to a level where, you know, talking about it is going to open up some sometimes some really emotive things. Yeah, absolutely. And I was really scared about going back to that low. Yeah. Um, and still now, um, so apparently I, there's like a well of grief mm-hmm. and I kind of like dip my toe or I just kind of look and think, nah, I'm all right, thanks, um, without kind of going fully in. And at the moment, that's what I'm trying to do. But I think... I wanted to get to a level where I knew that I'd be resilient enough to be able to cope when it started to get a little bit low. Okay. And yeah. I'm still doing that now. Mm-hmm. So I'd still do a lot of mindfulness. Um, what do you mean when you say you do a lot of mindfulness? Um, so the Calm app, um, I love. Right, what's that? Calm app? Calm. Okay, I don't know about that. Um, so um, it, you can download it. It's There's a lot of, like, kind of sort of, Meditative course, meditative, meditative, mm-hmm. meditative, meditative, meditative yeah, yeah, yeah. courses. So I'll kind of do this anxiety one. So if I'm feeling like a little bit anxious about something that I know is coming up or um, a piece of work that I'm I'm involved in, yeah, um, I can do a short term course to be able to cope with it there and then. Oh wow! I've done it for flying. Okay. Um, world's worst flyer. Um, never be on a flight with me. Okay, I'll try. Uh, not to. Thanks. Um, I've done it for um, when I've. There's been a, a night out that I've been really nervous about, kind mm-hmm. of doing it for things like that. Um, I do a lot of things, because I had a lot of trouble sleeping. Like, I just couldn't sleep. Yeah, yeah. Um, So they do sleep stories. So um, Matthew McConaughey does one. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> um, so um, I do a lot of the sleep stories on a night to be able to kind of get off to sleep, to stop my mind, like, worrying about everything that I'm trying to think about. Right, okay. Um, but it's really good for kind of instant... So they're like... I mean, it sounds great. So, so they're practical exercises... Practical exercises. ...that, that, you, that yeah. you can do. Because this, this is part of the reason around, like, doing this uh, podcast is so that people out there, as well as hearing that there are other people that have got similar stories yeah. or, mis- or different stories but similar themes or similar thoughts and feelings... But, you know, what are the things that do you do that help you? So, you know, I think it's really positive you talk about medication. When people talk about medication, quite often it turns into a very negative conversation and it's like, doctors just throw pills at me and blah, blah, blah. But but actually medication can be something that's really, really helpful in yeah. the right circumstances. And it really, yeah, and it really helped me. 
I mean, I was one of those people that was kind of like, I don't want to go on it because I don't want to have to be, <clears throat> you know, I don't want to have to take that medication and that is all I kind of, I can't do anything without that medication. Right. I didn't, I wanted to take it for a short term just to kind of get myself up back up to a level where I, I kind of thought, right, I can actually now, you know, so I did the eye act whilst I was on the medication. Yeah. And that really, that really helped because it helped me you know, kind of break things down, um, understand, like, how my thought processes worked, mm-hmm. you know, what was rational, what wasn't rational, uh, which has kind of really helped me. I, I mean, I've had, you know, blips since. I've had, like, panic attacks. I had to get off a train once right. um, <clears throat> and get one of my friends to pick me up because I had a panic attack on the train. Yeah. But I kind of controlled it, so I, I was kind of like, you know, why are you panicking? There's nothing to panic about. Um you know, and it's kind of so that has really helped me, and the calm has helped me because then I'm kind of like it's about controlling my breathing, mm. um, and kind of controlling my thoughts. It's very that's the hard. Main thing is control. I see. I I struggle with the word control. If I'm honest, I I like um, um, I think I I think I've completely stolen this from somewhere else. But like, um, have you read the the chimp paradox, um, Steve Doctor Steve Peters? And he he talks about having a ch- you know chimp. Um, basically, all of your thoughts go through your chimp before they get to your yeah. um, before they get to your kind of rational mind. And I'm sure maybe I've read it in there that he talks about control, or he avoids the word control and says about managing things rather than controlling them. And and I know like you know I'm quite big on language, and I think language is important. The language you use, particularly internally, like but also with other people. Is, is really important and I, I find control to be something that is almost unachievable for me mm, personally yeah. I'm like I find it very hard to control something yeah see I quite liked it because it kind of as soon as I said that I'm trying to control it it makes me feel strong okay yeah 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 and I'm kind of like <clears throat> you know actually you're not going to get the better of me I'm going to be able to do this yeah yeah um, and it, it feels kind of like you know like a warrior I feel like yeah I'm in control of you yeah, you're no, not going to get the better of me yeah and that's how I've kind of felt about like well control. you know the other thing about that is the is is I was talking to someone um um a few weeks ago on, on the podcast um the wonderfully named Lyndon Rigglesworth and Great name. yeah he's he's a fantastic guy he's a really an inspiration of mine um and he um he was he referred to his mental health or his anxiety as if you were talking about some, you know, a, a different entity, that it's like anxiety was present rather than I'm anxious. Yeah. And and I really like that. And I think if you're talking about controlling something or managing your mental health, I reckon that's a really helpful way to look at yes, it. Yes. Yeah. Is that actually? Well, I haven't chosen to feel like this. Yeah. It's not actually me, if you like. I'm not going. Yeah, I'm going to feel anxious now. Yeah. This is this wave of whatever the emotion is has swept across me. Now how now how do I control slash manage that yeah. as opposed to how do I control me or you know and I and again maybe, maybe there might be some people rolling their eyes going what's he talking about but I actually think that's quite a key distinction is to go okay well that that's that's what's happening at the moment but it's you know it's not going to be forever this you, you know it's it, just yeah it's a brief it's kind of like yeah and I think that's one of the things that I try and think about as well that this is just a short period of taste you know it's not going to be like this forever yeah i might have a dip in the future but if i know that i can can i can control for me and if i can get hold of this and i can you know yeah kind of control this and 
get myself out of this, I can do it again. Mm. And I think that's what kind of, so each time I've done that, it kind of makes me a little bit more resilient than the last time. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and you can attack it with more confidence, can't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. Even so, at the time, I just think, I'm never going to get out of this. You do, you kind of, you'll get a brief moment going, I can't do this. Well, I, I yeah, I, I can definitely, um, that resonates with me because I've certainly been in situations where when I've started to feel helpless, you know, one of the only thoughts I can cling to is, you've been here before. And you've been here yeah. before and actually you've, you've since then you went to a much better place yeah so I so I'm kind of like I can see there is a better place I might go to yeah yeah and I kind of like this isn't your lowest you've been at your lowest mm. and this isn't it yeah, this yeah. is tiny but and you've got this and I kind of it's I just try and think that kind of you know in my head you can do like it's like you can do this yeah um, which I hate but in my head I'm try, I, like I try and think you know you, you can got this you've done it before yeah. You know, what you're getting worried about, it, it's, there's nothing... That's positive, but that is positive self-talk, that's really, yeah. and I think that's really helpful. And I helpful. think you've got to kind of have a little mantra that you kind of, when you're feeling a bit like that, or, you know, especially if you're going to a meeting that you're nervous about, or doing something that, just having that little mantra and kind of saying it over mm. in your head, and it's kind of just those positive thoughts, it's like changing your way of thinking, isn't it? Yeah. To positive. So yours, and yours, so yours is... You got this. You got this. You got this. You got this. Um, yeah. So what what other things then you that, that have you done that that have helped you? Do you think? Um, so exercise, mm-hmm. as you can see, um, just been in the gym. Yeah. yeah. Um, we won't get a photo straight after. We won't. No. no. As I said before, puce. Um, <laughs> so for me, exercise. I think getting back into because I'd lost that. I just didn't look after myself. I didn't care mm. about myself. Yeah. And so I think I'm trying to get that back. But exercise for me really, really does help my mental health. Um, I used to get kind of palpitations Mm -hmm. um, quite a lot. Um, And um, this has kind of really helped, you know, with the physical signs of anxiety for me. Yeah. As well as being able to kind of, you know, if I'm on a treadmill or doing something, I can like just think about, you know, things and... It just, it's really helped me can as I, the exercise, yeah. Can I ask you a question about you that? You can do, yeah. How, when you started, or when you started again, do yeah. you, how hard did you find it? Just tell the truth. Um, well, hard, because I um, I'd lost all my fitness because I'd not done it for so long. So that was bloody hard. Um, and I found it hard, and it made me anxious about going yeah. to the gym. Absolutely. Um, just because I was like, well, people are going to look at me, what are they going to think? Mm-hmm. Um, and I was... And, and it, to start with, it really, it really was, yeah, difficult for but me. But the reason, the, the reason I asked that is because I think there's a lot of people that that kind of hear this about. I mean, I'm talking about myself. Yeah. A lot of people, a lot of people hear this about <laughs> exercise, about you. and they and they think, oh, that's not for me. It's for other people. I can't do that. And that's so when so when I hear someone like you that's talking about, you know, that's one of the first things you've said is, is one of the key aspects of feeling better it is for everyone even if you even if you have like um even if you find it very difficult if you there are there is some exercises that the majority of people can do and it doesn't i mean i go to the gym just because i like going to the gym because i know that if i'm in there i have to do things Hmm. um and but it could be just like going for a walk you know it's kind of anything it doesn't have to just kind of getting out and getting like your heart rate up and giving yourself a bit of time mm-hmm. just to be able to kind of like think about things, um, and it, they, it, they 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 all interlink as well. It, these things massively because I so so I um, 
I, I haven't been a member of a gym since like 1998 or something, <laughs> right? And, uh, and don't plan to join one. But there are other exercises you can do. And like, like you said, so for me, I got it in my head for some reason that I needed to go running. And I don't yeah. like running. But, I, but just the weekend before last, I went for a three-hour walk up into the... I went up to the, the, the cottage, the, the ruins of the cottage that they think... Um, what Wuthering Heights was based on, right? Oh, up in Howarth. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it was it was a long it was a long walk. Well, I, three hours. It's not a short one. No. Is it? And I but but I, I and it, I was being spurred on by the person I was walking with. Yeah. But when I um, well the next morning I was like I could not believe how well I'd slept. <laughs> I could not believe how well I, I was just like wow. I literally yeah. I never sleep all the way through the night without waking up. Yeah. And I must have gone to bed, I don't know, 10 o'clock or whatever, half 10. And I woke up at like 7 and I was like, are you kidding? Like, And I was like, there is 100% now in my mind a correlation yeah. between doing exercise yeah. and sleep and sleep is massive as well. But this is, if in a, and if I don't sleep, that's when my mental health kind of gets... There so you I go. mean, still now, I'll wake up at like 4 in the morning, 3 in the morning and I'll wake up and I'll just be like, Right, I'll try and get back to sleep. Sometimes I'll get up, I'll have a pot, sometimes I'll read a book. Yeah. Um, but I'm much better with it now. And doing exercise is helping me sleep. Because yeah. if I don't sleep, that's when my mental health kind of, it dips. So there's, you know, so it's the fact that these things are, are interlinked. We've only got about five minutes okay. left, just to warn you. But the, 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 um, the other thing with that is that the, so the sleep being inter- interlinking with the um, exercise... But also, when you're feeling in that kind of depressive state, is you know it's a it's a pain in the ass, isn't it? But that's also yeah, yeah. the time you've got no motivation. Yeah, and yeah. It's, so it's like it's just it's a vicious circle. very hard. It's a vicious circle. So you need so I guess the thing is do something to try and break it. Yeah, <clears throat> and with me, it's recognizing um, like unhelpful habits that I'd have, you know. So it might be kind of snoozing on a morning, so I don't get up and come to the gym, or it yeah. might be. You know, those unhelpful habits where if something happens, putting the blame on me. Mm. Whereas, you know, and not not thinking of positive things. Yeah. So I try to think positive, um, and it's just trying to change the way that, like, I'm thinking. Yeah. Which is a massive thing, and that's it been is. really helpful to me. I still have days where I'm just kind of, you know, not great, and I don't want to speak to people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't want to plaster on a smile and be like, you know... It's hard. Yeah. I mean, life's hard. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, yeah, yeah. It but, but anyway, I mean, so so, what's the thing you've written in capitals there? Um, that it's normal. Tell me about that. To, it's, um, because I, to start with, I mean, now it, people talk about mental health a lot more, but to start with, I didn't want to speak about it as well because everybody's like, oh, Chad, she's hilarious, oh, you, you're like always really bubbly and really... And I was kind of like, I didn't want people to think that, it, you know, I wasn't like that because I was like, well, it's normal for me to be like this. Yeah. Well, no, it's normal for me to, you know, have days when I'm not, you know, sparky and feeling on top form. You know, it's normal when I do have days where I don't want to get out of bed sometimes or, you know, there isn't, it's not, un, it's, it's normal for me to feel this way. And it, I think some people don't, you know, don't want to admit it to other people because they're going to think people will think differently of them. I think that's really interesting. I think it's really important for people to realise, and because I, so, like, I walk, I go through life, and I'm a bit of a people watcher, but I notice people's demeanour, and there are some people that you can see 
are in pain. Yeah. You know, you can actually see they want, you know, if you're like in an office environment or whatever, they walk in, their head's down, they're shuffling the foot, you know, into the office and you think, wow, the day's not even started yet. Well, you know, this is like, it, yeah. And other people bound into the office. But, but regardless of that demeanour, everyone can be having good and bad days you know, internally and everyone's got different stresses that are going on and different things that are going on in their lives. So I think that, you know, it's normal. Whatever I'm feeling is normal because it's normal yeah. to me. It's normal for me. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the other most important thing is talk. Talk about it. Yeah. Like I'm quite open, mm -hmm. um, just generally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, so I will talk to people about my mental health and about what I've gone through and about... Um, like my family bereavement and if somebody else is, is is going through something I'll sort of like I'll talk to them and say you know it's all right to feel like this and you know I think sometimes being able to you know be open about it is helping me kind of come to terms and deal with things as well yeah so I think don't you know that's I think that's the most important thing is talk that's really, really everything helpful is yeah. talk. that's really helpful good way to finish it well, look, thank you very much for coming You're into the welcome. studio. Um, I love talking to you. I love talking to you anyway. Well, but I we, mean, we should, yeah. shouldn't record all our conversations. But, I think probably. But, but no. this one was a good one. <laughs> <laughs> the police are. <laughs> all right. Thanks, Rachel. Thank you. Wow, I knew that was going to be emotional and fun. Um, thank you, guys, out there for listening. As always, uh, please follow me on Twitter at Mental Coms, uh, and on Instagram at Mental Conversations. Please go on to iTunes and other podcast places and rate the podcast. I really want to spread this as far and wide as possible to help as many people as we can. Thank you so much for listening to the show and uh, another episode will be winging its way to you soon. Thank you.